Welcome everyone to today's podcast episode. You're listening to the Home Design Podcast. My name's Adam Case, your host, and we aim to educate, inspire, and connect South Florida with the industry authorities within their trade. Today, we have the smartest guest where we're gonna be discussing everything smart home technology and how to create a more automated home lifestyle in 2022, all with Carlton Fiorentino of IOTI. Carlton, welcome. Well, thank you. Yeah. Excited to they, be here. Absolutely. Thanks for coming here. And uh, we've known each other for a while now. We've been doing a lot of work together. I see your projects day in, day out. It's nothing short of inspiring. But let's dive into you first. Tell us, who is Carlton? Uh, Carlton is the president of IOTI. So, um, <laughs> you know, along with my partner, we have a great team um, that really encompasses IOTI. And we make it all happen in the home automation space, audio, video, lighting control, automated shades, and everything else to make a home smart. Absolutely. And uh, it's definitely, you know, it's the, the smartest of homes. I mean, I, I mentioned before your projects are inspiring in every way. I've learned a lot through the process of just working with you. But, um, you know, how t- walk us through how did IOD start? Um, where did that come from? Um, and how long have you been doing this? So IOD has been around for just under six years now. Okay. Um, I've been in the industry for a little over 11 years. So I was working with um, some other companies when we first started and really saw a little bit of a gap in the market to provide better customer service, not only to the end client, right? But also to builders, architects, interior designers. Um, we felt that a lot of focus was given to that end client, but how we got there there was a there was a pretty large gap, and so we wanted to fulfill that, and we started IOTI, and I think we've you know been pretty successful in keeping all of the trades happy and really upping the coordination that's expected on a project. Right, and you're working on all different types of projects, from you know custom you know builds, design builds to retrofit fit and remodels and things like that. Um, tell us, let's go a little bit into the difference when it comes to those types of projects, because, you know, you work obviously directly with homeowners and you work with the industry itself. Um, you know, talking about industry specific architect builder, um, you know, they're starting to build a new home, you know, let's go through that process. So that way people understand when automation should really start being integrated into the plans. Yeah, definitely. Uh, this is actually my favorite topic, and I think we're making a lot of a lot of headway, especially as technology evolves in getting in early, right? So whether it's new construction or retrofit, it's all about the preparation. Right. And new construction, the preparation needs to happen sooner, right? So if we can get involved with the architect and the interior designers when they're developing the reflected ceiling plans and before it goes to develop the electrical plans, we can make sure that the technology in the home that the homeowner eventually wants is properly coordinated up front, saves costs and time to the end user, and it makes the project go a lot smoother. So, you know, we have CAD engineers on our staff that okay. do documentation up front, um, you know, there's this misconception that you need your architect, you need your interior designer, you need a mechanical, electrical, plumbing engineer, but you don't need a low voltage consultant. And you know, I think we're moving in the direction that you do. Um, people are starting to understand that, but that's the most important part is getting us involved early enough that we can coordinate into the plans. Without a doubt. And that's a good point because especially today, you know, everything revolves around smart devices. I mean, just what's in our hand every single day to how, you know, from lighting to shades, to sound, to video, to everything that goes into the home, it's all encompasses around smart technology. Um, and that, and that's a great point because, you know, in years past, 
that may have been the case where maybe a smart a uh, low voltage technician didn't need to be there day one but how we live our lives is all surrounded around technology yeah definitely and you know also incorporating that technology into the design of the homes that we work in right, right. typically you know, in new construction or retrofit, somebody is looking to up their lifestyle, up the experience. And it's a very high quality product at the end of the day. So we need to make sure that if the end user wants, you know, very large televisions or projectors or speakers um, or specific lighting control that we can integrate with that design. Right. And the sooner we can do that, working with the architect and the designer, we can make sure that it's all incorporated. and It doesn't look like a sore thumb in this beautiful home that you've built after the fact. Right. Without a doubt, because when you're talking about, you know, all I mean, if whether it's a projector or big TVs or whatever, I mean, shades come into that because having, you know, if you're watching television or want to watch a movie during daylight and you have windows or doors within a space, I'm thinking about that home um, in, in Gables Estates that we were on that we filmed the first time. Um, you know, that was a beautiful room, big TV, entertainment room, sofa, everything. But if you don't have the automated shades, if you don't have the blackout, if you don't have the right um specs that go into that to make the viewing experience the best possible, then, you know, you don't want to have to go backwards later on. Absolutely. And I think in one of the videos we're seeing together, it might actually already be posted. You talk about shade pockets. 100%. Yep. Just to divert a little bit, you know, shades are very important for that experience and what the homeowner is going to eventually utilize. So we need to think about that beforehand. Okay, we're going to need shades. It's not, let's put shades in later. It's where are they going to go? Right. Can we build pockets in the ceiling that will hide them? Do we need a flap that will conceal them from there, right? Are we going to have millwork around it? How will those integrate into the millwork? Do we need to block light from the sides? Thinking about all of those things up front allows the design process to be a lot more coordinated. Without a doubt. And it all goes into seamless. You know, seamless, Definitely. you know, you, you don't want to see necessarily the shade all day, every day. These pockets that we specifically went to, I mean, literally the shade disappears into the ceiling. Um, And and that's what people need to think about. Um, And, you know, when you're going into even these new constructions, because obviously the designer, the builder, they're working directly with the homeowner. Um, They've brought you into this project. I assume, is there some type of interview or conversation process that you have with the homeowner initially so you understand how they want to live their life and what's most important to them? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah, qualifying the client is yeah. <laughs> you know, the, the most important part. It's really about taking their dream and then working with the rest of the team to make it happen. Um, you know, some of our clients know what they want right off the bat. Right. Others don't. Either way, the first step is to come to that. Right. What is it that they want? Whether we need to educate and help them do, which is one of my favorite parts, um, or if they already know. And then all the fun really starts. Right. right. So, <laughs> you know, once you've come up with that, I think that's kind of the fun and easy part. But then how do we bring that to reality in a seamless way? Right. And definitely because there's a lot of capabilities, there's a lot of products, there's a lot of things out there that the average person don't necessarily, they don't know that it exists or what, what is today's technology versus maybe the last time they, you know, did a project was five, 10 years, 20 years ago, yeah. where, you know, to be caught up on everything, that's why you truly need an expert. But let's talk about lighting, because I feel like lighting specifically is overlooked a lot of the time. Um, you know, what do you look at when you're looking at a plan um, to make sure that there's the proper lighting system, not only the control system, but also where this lighting is being placed? Yeah, I, you know, it again comes down to coordination, but it's really right. trying to find that balance between 
the design of the fixtures themselves right. and the light that it provides, right? So where we like to come in is to try to get people to take a step back and say, look, some of these fixtures are beautiful. You know, maybe some aren't in our opinion, but, right. <laughs> um, you know, let's find maybe comparable fixtures that offer better quality light. Right. So maybe we can help move a light to a specific location if they don't have a lighting designer. Maybe we can help get a lighting designer involved if there wasn't one previously. Um, but there's, you know, helping select color temperatures, dimming, um, whether somebody wants the ability to change color. Right? right. Not necessarily to turn it to a complete party home, but to add hues of color to accentuate wood or artwork. And so really, I was say, yeah, the purpose of the functionality of the space as well, you have to know going into it. Absolutely. And so helping develop that side of it and introducing those new technologies, right? right. And not every hi-hat is, should be treated the same just because it has a specific look that you want, right? Right. Let's look at the dim levels. How does it dim? Um, how is that going to integrate to the client's experience? Is it right. digital dimming? Is it phase dimming? Are we going to be able to change the colors of it? Is that important to the client? Um, you know, is wellness important to the client? They Do they want to be able to change color temperatures? Right. And so taking all of the technology that's available, educating, you know, sometimes the architect, the designer, the client, because a lot of times we can actually help the designer accentuate what they want. Right. Right. With oh, the use doubt. of some of those. And so, you know, I think lighting is one of the most evolving sectors that we work in right now. Okay. And something that has to be planned early and really educated on. So talking about, you know, going off of lighting, where do you see lighting evolving to? Like, what, what do you say, what do you think is like the biggest change that we're going to see in the coming years? I think the introduction of color and okay. the way that we control light. So, um, you know, a lot of our clients are familiar with the Philips Hue concept, right. where you put in a light bulb and you can control that independently wirelessly. Um, Philips Hue doesn't really check a lot of the other boxes as far as quality and control are concerned, but the professional and uh, luxury industry is actually moving in that direction. So I think we're going to get the introduction of color. We're also going to get more of the introduction of wireless lighting okay. to the point that we don't actually have hardwired control of these lights, right? It will be fixtures in the ceiling that get constant power that are digitally controlled via wireless or wired communication, but I think we're going in the wireless direction. That's incredible. Yeah. No, <laughs> it's kind of scary to see where things are going. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, today when we're doing our documentation, it's right. a it's a very large discussion because we're kind of at this precipice of where are things going to go. And I'm pretty firm in my beliefs that that's the direction that we're going. Right. Um, worst case scenario, we'll have a low voltage cable that controls each light, but every fixture will be able to be controlled independently. Right. If you want to add a fixture later, if you want to remove a fixture, <laughs> uh, you know, so conventional dimming will be gone. Right. Eventually. And, and, you know, obviously lighting, you know, gives you the feel like when you walk into a space, when you experience a space, um, sound plays into that, you know, as far as, you know, setting, setting a mood. I know that, you know, when you, when you, um, uh, set up your, the control panels for, you know, all the different moods and everything. I mean, there's a lot of factors that go into it, but talking about sound, um, sound is something where it's not just putting speakers in a ceiling or putting speakers in a wall. You know, what does it mean to you when it comes to really having the correct balance, quality, everything that goes into a space? I mean, that's everything, right? It's whether you use your music on a daily basis or not. Right. Um, it's, you know, what your subconscious listens to and, and how do you feel when the music is on? So if, you know, you have a speaker in a specific location that you can hear that is coming right from that location, 
Um, that's not pleasing. It's right. not pleasing to the ear, right? So it's really doing an analysis of the room, the materials that are in the room, selecting the proper speaker and the placement of it. Right. right. So we want to create an immersive sound, especially at low volumes. A lot of people think that when we try to place a lot of speakers in a room, we're trying to turn it into club lift for them. Right. <laughs> right. And it's like every time everybody always says, Oh, I don't need club lift. Right. I don't need club lift. Right. I'm not young anymore. I don't need club lift. Right. And it's not about that. It's about an immersive experience at low volumes where right. you can live, right? We can have a conversation just like this while enjoying the music. And if you have two speakers, you know, four standing speakers are awesome in the perfect space. But a lot of our clients say, oh, I don't want big four standing speakers because then it just is coming from that room. Right. That doesn't help us with everyday living. Right. right? In listening rooms, theaters, media rooms. Absolutely. But that's a little bit different for every day. And that's something that I learned from you because, you know, I remember when walking through that space, uh, even outdoors, um, you know, outdoors, obviously there's a lot of different components, a lot of different factors that go into having the right sound. But what I learned is, you know, it's not just a matter of having speakers that put out high volume um, just to be blown away. The, the, the best sound is when literally it's kind of like background music um but you feel it everywhere and you don't know where it's necessarily coming from and that was what mo was most Im impressive in my mind um because it's not just loading like you said club live it, it, but that does it in a home it's not club live it's just having that full immersive experience where you have that perfect sound coming from every angle you know and you know going into the outdoor space you know, you had all of these different speakers placed throughout this property, high and low, in the ground, subwoofers, sunken subwoofers. I mean, there's so much that goes into it. Um, you know, walking outside, you know, let's talk about that a little bit when it comes to the sound quality and how to effectively or, or what homeowners should know or even designers should know on how to plan that space. Yeah, I mean, sound reacts very differently once we step outdoors, right? right. We no longer have boundaries to work with, and it, it's a much larger challenge. Um, clients also don't like to see the speakers necessarily, right. right? So inside, we have a lot of options available with invisible speakers or hiding them in millwork, whereas outside, we don't have as much, right? We can hide them in the landscape, but... We need speakers everywhere to right. create the immersive experience. And so it's it's really another coordination effort, but it's about putting a lot of speakers, right? Smaller speakers, many of them in the proper locations to make sure that we have that immersive experience, um, you know, for subwoofers and for bass response, trying to select areas that do have some sort of boundary, whether we can put it closer to the house or to a wall, you know, not to get booming bass, but to fill out that sound right. because the smaller the speaker is, the less low frequency response it's going to have. So providing a full sound that's pleasing to our ears that you know that everybody likes and working with each space independently so you spoke about uh low frequency yep you know let's let's just break that down what does that actually mean um so you know it's like adding a subwoofer in your car <laughs> when you're a kid right, right. but um <laughs> just not turning it up quite that high right so we have a, a a broad frequency range that our ears can hear right and a typical speaker might only go down to about what's 120 hertz right okay um, we need to fill in that space, the lows and the low, um, the low mid frequencies so that we get a full sound, right? right? Otherwise you're actually missing notes, bass drums, things that are played in music that you literally just won't hear. Right, right. No, exactly. So I wanted to make sure we clarified that because there's a lot of people that listen where, you know, they, they love smart home technology and but they don't necessarily know the specifics as far as what goes into basic technology yeah every all of our clients tell us that they don't want to subwoofer <laughs> right right um especially in just distributed audio listening situations and we have a demo in our office very simple we don't have 
you know, a super fancy show and where we show off big speakers and things like that because we're all about the design element. Right. But we have some invisible speakers in the wall and we play them and right. everybody's very happy. Right. To us, it sounds a little bit tinny, not great. Um, you know, it, it's missing the full sound. Right. And then we'll turn on the subwoofer and almost everybody is like, oh, what'd you do? That's not a subwoofer. Because people are expecting like, boom, 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 yeah. boom, right? That's not our intention. Right. You know, if it's an action movie or something, you'll get some of that. But Or if it's like an 18-year-old driving in there. Uh... Yeah, exactly. Right. Hey, look, I had the Escalade right. with the 212s in the back. Um, so I get it. That's not Rattles the car trying. next to you, yeah. Yeah, that's, we're just trying to fill the frequency space. Right, absolutely. And, you know, talking about design, and you've mentioned a couple times, invisible speakers, um, I'm sure you work with a lot of designers who are like, oh, like, you know, they, they might think speakers might ruin their design or throw a flaw into it. But invisible speakers is something that, you know, it deserves its own hour. You know, we can talk about invisible speakers all day, but, you know, how have you or when did you start implementing them into your designs? How new are they? Um, and, you know, let's just let's talk about those a little bit. I, so, you know, they've been around since I kind of entered the industry, but okay. there was very few manufacturers that offered the product. So we were really stuck in a box of, of what we could offer. You know, today, almost every major speaker manufacturer is either making an invisible speaker or probably going to come out with one. Um, they're my favorite. Um, we use them as much as we can, as much as we can get away with. It takes right. a lot more coordination up front. They are a little bit more expensive. But they do have immersive properties, for instance, right? They have a very wide dispersion, so it's harder to hear where they're coming from. Okay. Of course, they blend into the design, and they can actually be easier to install. They're a lot thinner than okay. a lot of our other you know, typical speakers that get installed in ceilings, and we don't have to worry about necessarily centering them with light. So if there's plumbing or AC ducts, things like that. Right. Um, so there's a lot of benefits. Um we use them every single chance that we get. We have a special way to install them, which can be a whole nother hour. Yeah, yeah I know. Um, <laughs> I didn't know if you wanted to go video. in that or is that no, like uh, proprietary or? <laughs> Both, but we'll, we'll release it in the video that yeah. we're doing. So Without a doubt. And, and invisible speakers are both for ceiling as well as walls? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. And then, and then um, as far as even subs and things like that, is that something that can be hidden? Yeah, so the same manufacturers that we use for our invisible speakers, they make invisible subwoofers. So that's great to fill that sound um, for clients that want an even better experience. Um, there are semi-visible subwoofers that we can put in the walls. We right. have a very small grill, but a larger box in the wall. Um, and that will give you the best sound experience. So my favorite is to go that route, invisible speakers in the ceiling with a nice subwoofer in the wall. And I think that for everyday listening and background music, it really fills it. It's the best way. Yeah. Um, so talking about control panels, because you guys are really big, obviously into the aesthetics, into the design and, and how to make sure that it's there's it's flawless. Um, <clears throat> lifestyle, you're truly delivering a lifestyle and an experience. How does the control panel really help you create that and balance that and you know are there brands out there that you use i know that you guys what what's really special in everything that you do is that it's not about a brand like i, I think that we were on one project where we had five or six different brands of products just because everyone specializes in something different and for a certain location um and you know we'll go into that further but you know talking about the control panel itself you know what should people know about it I, I actually don't like the control panel. Oh, you don't? Um, no. So, you know, I think that in today's world, not to, you know, no. throw a screw in there, but in today's world, there's so much that a home can do. Right. And 
you know, having a control panel sometimes can be cumbersome and confusing, as intuitive as they can be. Right. Because there's so many different lighting loads. There's so much music, televisions, air conditioning control. For us, it's more about how do we provide that overall experience, right? right? I think that today people have their phones on them most of the time. And so it's creating shortcuts and scenes and letting them adapt those to the way that they live um, and trying to introduce voice into the equation, right? Um, there's so many things that we want to do in our homes today right. that we have a lot of clients that will come to us and say, I don't want any of this stuff because I never used it before. And my first question is always, well, if you did want to use it, how would you have done it? And we get this lengthy explanation, <laughs> right? And a lot of that comes back to control panels. Right. Um, you know, not that they're bad. Some of our clients still No, it's that. a great point. I mean, we have the most powerful piece of technology in our hands. Right. So it's all about simplifying. Right. Right. And so sometimes we'll provide a proposal and clients say, no, 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 I want simple. And it's like, this is actually what it will take to make everything simple because everything else that you explain that you wanted is a lot. Right. We want to control everything. We want to have gate control. So right. we want to make that intuitive. We want to utilize voice. We want to utilize scenes. We want when you walk into a space to hit the top button on a keypad and everything happen that you need to happen. Right. Right. A lot of our clients are worried that they won't have enough buttons on their keypads. If we do our job right and we work with the client enough, you only need one button. Right. Except in special scenarios. That's when you have your phone or sure, you know, you could use a control panel. Um, but we try to simplify it. Right. So. I'm a fan of removing them from the wall. Yeah, well, even, you know, not figuratively, I guess, looking at it as a control panel, but it's basically what automates the home, how the home is controlled um, and simplifying it. That's what, in my eyes, that's the whole reason to truly automate your home, to simplify it. And the less that the homeowner needs to know, because I guess also the more that they have and the more access they have, the more it's probably going to get messed up. <laughs> They'll start pressing buttons and, you know, things like that. But um you know, just as far as, you know, having those experiences, having all of the different moods, having everything set where literally it's a touch of a button and everything's already predetermined, preset, and they don't have to worry about it. Yeah, absolutely. Because even if people just don't want to fiddle with it, right. even if it's easy, yeah. right? So, um, yeah, make it as easy as possible. Without a doubt. So when people, it doesn't matter whether it's, a you know, another contractor or a designer or a homeowner, um, when looking for professionals like yourself, you know, are there key questions or things that people should know uh, when it comes to automation and what they should feel comfortable with that they're hiring the right person? Like, what would you what would you say that somebody should ask a specialist in your field? I mean, I think there's a lot of questions to ask. You know, um, one of them is certifications that right. you have, right? Um, another one is levels that you have with vendors, right? Okay. Not not necessarily to know how big you are, but to know the relationship and how much training your people have gone through with the vendors that you're going to utilize in their home, right? If something tricky comes up or if there's a problem, will you get vendor support? Is it going to be something that, you know, you can help them fix? And, you know, I always say meet the team. Um, you know, they already have a great, great group of guys because in the construction world, something changes every day and you have to be able to adapt and, right. you know, meet the project manager, meet the people that you're going to be dealing with and make sure that you jive with them most importantly, right. because it's not, you know, a lot of our clients get stuck on manufacturers. They do reading online they go to Google and they decide I have to have X system. Right. And then they try to find an integrator that does that system but they might never really jive with them, but they go with it anyway, and it never really works out. Right. Um, and we get a lot of those calls, and the system can have all the proper components in it, but it wasn't executed well. Right. Maybe it was the client's fault. They didn't convey what they wanted. Maybe it was the integrator's fault. But if you didn't have that relationship and that open communication and that comfort, 
it's not going to work. So, you know, for us, it's all about finding the comfort. And of course, you know, there's certification, CDS certification, HTA certifications that, you know, we can go into where make sure that they have, you know, some of the basics. What 100% because that that's key because you want to make sure that obviously they're knowledgeable in not just one area also. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, all these certifications and everything, but you know, coming back to your main point, you know, at the end of the day, people do business with people and this is not a short lived thing. Um, and you know, what I've noticed and what I've learned from you is that the installation is the start of the relationship Yeah, and it's going to go out like, you know, let's talk about that a little bit as far as where it goes once you design, install, com- complete a project, yep. when it's never complete, but what does the future look like once somebody has a system that's integrated into their home? Yeah, I mean, so I do believe a project is complete, right? So um, only to touch on that because the last 5% of a home is really the hardest to finish, right? right? And we do we do a really good job at that. There's a quote somewhere in our social media or website that I get a hard time for. <laughs> and it says, you know, something about when you select your integrator, you have a decade to lifelong relationship with them. And people are like, well, I don't want that, right? right? I'm tired of having people in my home. The last person that I used, you know, 15 years ago was in my house every month. And it's not about that. It's right. about understanding and accepting that technology is ever evolving. And us, and I'll just say everybody, wants the latest and greatest and they want what their friend has at right. any given time, right? There are certain things that are impractical to upgrade, but maintaining that software is very important, right? I never tell any of my clients that they won't have any issues. Right. Our systems are designed to have the fewest issues amongst any of our competitors in the industry. I stand behind that. Um, that's a whole nother conversation of why, but you're going to have less issues if you come with IOTI. Right. But you're still going to have one, right? Televisions can lock up. Um, control panels can lock up if you have them, right? Amplifiers can die. There's always something that can happen. And so servicing that after the fact, because this lifestyle that you've become accustomed to, when something goes bad, who's going to be there for you? And then maintaining it so that you have fewer of those issues is very important, right? right? All of our clients, we go out once a quarter, once they're on our maintenance plans, and we update their firmware. We run through the system. We check those rooms that they haven't used since the in-laws came last Thanksgiving, right? To know that those are going to work for them, update anything. And security updates, right? In the network and everything um it's become so encompassing today that it's important to right. maintain them right it's it's a Maintenance lot of for everything and, and that's every aspect of the home and you have the pest control guy that comes every month every other month yep. you have the lawn maintenance you have every i mean maintain your technology you know yeah. I people mean, don't understand that you know yeah. and I, I say everyone i mean Clean I your house understand yeah, yeah. It. um i but i try to have that conversation up front right um and a lot of our homeowners they're not comfortable with right. that, right? It's a lot of money. The systems that we put in are a lot of money, not only because individual components are expensive, but because we do so much, right? Right. And so even if we have lesser expensive products, there's so many of them that is a, it is a large investment to put some of this technology into your home. And we understand that, but it still needs to be maintained. Without and that. we tell everybody that up front. If any of our competitors told you that it doesn't, they're lying to you. Right, definitely. And uh and talking about, you know, I'm just sitting here thinking about everything that you're talking about and, you know, the brains of the system, the rack, um, you know, what, where do you start? You know, obviously that's where everything is pulled to. It's the one location in the home that has everything hooked up. Everything is, you know, organized. I mean, 
the way you guys organize the racks are impressive. Um, but what's your outlook as far as having the proper rack system? I mean, I think the rack system really comes down to what else is in the home and then building the components that are needed to okay. make them work, right? Right. Because <clears throat> a speaker doesn't work without the amplifier in the rack. Right. And, you know, as and as well as the amplifier, you might have video sources, you might have video distribution, you'll have media servers, things like that. So, okay. um, yeah. No, 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 no. But it's, it's one of those things like, you know, people are the homeowner, the designer, or, you know, they might be focused on, you know, the output of the actual speaker, the design of the speaker, the layout of the speaker. Um, But people are like, you know, it doesn't magically come together. You know, there's something that's controlling everything. um, And it's all pulled to one location. So, you know, I mean, just understanding the components that goes into what goes into the rack. So that way everything functions properly is something that people should know about. No, absolutely. I mean, that's kind of the most important part yeah. of it, right? <laughs> Doesn't work without um, it. Not only that, but how how they were configured and programmed. Right. You can have two systems that have identical equipment in their rack and in the rest of the home that operate very very differently from right. each other. Um, and we build, test, provision everything in our office before it goes out. We actually mock up a client's home in our office in a production studio and test each rack system as you know as you call it that, that <laughs> yeah. goes out this mysterious thing that lives in the closet right exactly <laughs> um, yes but you know the brains of the operation and the power behind it for everything right right powers your televisions your source everything powers your speakers and so it's the most important part of it okay and then um you know just going a little bit further into we talk about being brand agnostic and hiring the right professional like people predetermining that they feel like a certain brand or certain component is perfect for their home without actually consulting with a true professional um you know what does it mean to you in in the level of importance that you know being brand agnostic and, and not being tied down to one versus another i mean obviously everyone has favorites but what does that mean to you So, I mean, being brand agnostic is more about finding the best value for the customer and providing the best experience. Um, I think it's important that we draw the line of we don't we don't allow any brand. Right. Right. Or because we might not specialize in it, but we feel that we've curated the perfect selection of manufacturers and brands to say, hey, you don't necessarily have to go with this specific speaker brand or another one. You still have to stay within the suite of what we specialize in right. because that's what we're good at. And if we offered everything, we wouldn't be good at what we do. But we've already I feel like that's curated. impossible anyway for anybody. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, they, people try to do they it. They try to, but, you know, master a handful of things. Not every, It's impossible to master everything. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it's more about not selecting a brand because you make more money. Right. Or not selecting a brand because they have one specific product. Right. What is going to give the best experience to the client overall? Because that's what's going to build trust in the clients and then our business, right? Right. Referrals. Without a doubt. Um, you know, we've talked about a lot of different things. Um, is there anything that we've left out that you really want to touch on? Um, not, you know, not specifically. I mean, I think we should, we should, um, you know, one day touch more into the production side of things, how, how we make sure that our systems are as reliable as can be and really building on that. You know, I think the direction of our industry is gonna be in lighting control and voice control. And so those are two very important things that I think, you know, we touched on and it's about it. And one other thing, just, Iterate. you know, the difference, the IOD difference, what is that difference when looking at the industry and what does IOD mean to you in that sense? I think the biggest difference comes down to the service, right? The customer service through all of the trades as well as to the end user, right? The relationship that we build with our clients and, <clears throat> 
going above and beyond. Um, you know, we've spent a lot of time in the design phase, a lot of time in the execution phase, and then more importantly, after the project's done, right? In that maintenance and service aspect right. when, when things are needed and, and really finishing the project, right? We have a dedicated client relation manager that makes sure that that's always taken care of. You talk to the same people throughout the process, right? Just because we have multiple teams of people, we keep those teams within specific projects so that people get comfortable with them, right? They right. know exactly what's going on. It's not to say you won't see a new face here and there, but your core group of people is always going to be the same. And as we've grown, we've been able to maintain that boutique feel. And I think that's what makes us a lot different. Absolutely. No, it's impressive. Um, you know, so if somebody wants to reach you, what's the best way of doing so? Call us online, iodpro.com. Um, reach out through your website. Great, yep. great resources there. You can find some other fun people. Yeah. Um, you know, all sorts of ways. Instagram, Facebook, search right. IOD. So you, you heard it. Um, at IOD for social media, iodpro.com. Make sure you check out Carlton and his team. You will not be disappointed. Um, even, you know, if you're going into the phases, make sure you contact them, ask your questions, get them answered because that's the most important thing when looking to select the right professional. Uh, but stay tuned because we are going to be putting out an informative video um, about, we mentioned it before, but the invisible speakers. Um, it's really impressive what separates IOTI and how Carlton and his team makes the installation to make sure that it's perfect. And you'll see more about that coming up. But Thank you for tuning in. Carlton, can't thank you enough for being here today. It's always awesome to see you. For, for everybody, make sure you check out our website at homeshows.net. Follow us at FL Home Shows and make sure you subscribe to our channel to get all the latest in home design and home improvement. Stay tuned for the next episode.